Hello and welcome to the Lost Air Podcast. I'm Gar and I'm here with Paul. How's it going? And uh, this week we are doing the world's most hated. So what we're doing... Artists, yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're going to be looking at a bunch of kind of bands and acts and singers or whatever that for some reason or another have just been tarnished with the fucking hate brush that m- yeah. may not necessarily deserve it. Um, we touched we touched on little bits of it in the insurgent, yes. but those were our choices of of singular people. Yep. This is like this could be one an artist. Yeah, some of these people have just been. I don't really fully understand the rap. Some of them get a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot, a lot of them I do. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, what I will say is that there was a bunch of these bands and acts that we've covered a lot before that I didn't want to use, so I kind of went I went a little bit fresh, and you did as well. Um, we kind of didn't pick the big, the ones that we scraped off, scraped off before. You know, it's bands like My Chemical Romance and whatever. There's a, there's, there's a thousand bands that we've touched on before in these type of podcasts. Um, yeah, a lot of these people have made onto their podcasts before, mostly actually in a good light, weirdly. Kind of, yeah. Um, so we should probably just get straight into it. Who's your first choice for the world's most hated? My first one is The Man They Love To Hate. Or maybe it's The Man They Hate To Love. No, it's definitely... The man they love to hate, Christoborg. Yeah. Through my childhood, I've known this lad's just being hated. Yeah. Hated in Ireland. Yeah. He's a fine example of Irish begrudgery, possibly, but to be fair, Lady in Red is yeah. a great, a great in song. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I don't mind it. I don't think it's that bad. Lady Not really. Red, it is what it is. Um, like, I just have known from like, the size when you hear when he, his name comes, oh, everyone in the room, oh, fucking crap. I know, I know. Not so Irish much anymore, people. but definitely no, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back, back in the day, he was definitely hated. Definitely. Because he's yeah. weird looking. He was definitely weird looking as well. Like. He is weird looking. He looks like a fucking history teacher or something. Doesn't he? Considering his fucking daughter, like, wherever that came I from. Know. And um, that was, it was sack. Yeah, straight up, it's, it's actual arsehole. We talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christoborg, yeah, like Christoborg, right? Like, I know he has that, like, it's a yeah. voice. And Lady in Red is, but you think Lady in Red, right? I, I don't like it, like, well, whatever, I don't hate it. But he has some quite, like, kind of bangers early mm-hmm. on. A few, like, the song I picked there, Spaceman came from. Yeah, that's a great song. I love that song. Yeah. La, 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 that's about God la, as well, isn't it? I think it's a God oh, song. Yeah, I think it's a God oh, song. God. I'm almost certain it's a God song. Possibly. Um, probably, probably why I didn't pick it for the God. Good versus Evil soundtrack. Mm. Soundtrack? Soundtrack? Soundtrack um, to Good wrote, versus Evil. <laughs> he wrote this song about his wife, Diana, after seeing her in a red dress across a crowded room and not realizing it was her. Who gives Shut it? up. <laughs> it's voted the third worst song of all time by Channel 4. Really? Um, it's also known as Fergie, the Duchess of York's uh, favorite song, and that didn't help him. And he even came out and said, "Listen, I can't help that. I, I like, I can't tell the royals what to like and not like." Yeah, it yeah. is like that song is is, and a lot of the songs from the eighties were super cheesy and kind of fancy, overly he, sentimental stuff. And you know what it is as well? That's one. That's one reason. Lady mm. in Red is just the first reason of three or four I've have here as to why I think it is. Like it's. Do you know what? Lyrically, is it's a pox of a song. But yeah. like, Melody-wise, not a bad melody. He's just fucking reading about him here. So he's, he's, he's British-Irish, whatever the fuck that means. That's, that's, that brings me on to my second thing. Yeah. He's middle class, very kind of sings. Sing, he sang Lady in Red in a posh voice. That's a yeah. posh yeah. sounding song. He's like unashamedly like boring 
as well. Like he's he, do, he doesn't do the rock and roll thing at all. He mm. walks the dogs. Um, be, being a mix in Irish of, of English and Irish and being posh definitely was the catalyst of Irish people turning their back on him. Not just like his name is Chris de Borg, but can you imagine like double oh, people like it's Christy Borg? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And your, name, <laughs> your name's Christy Borg. <laughs> <laughs> your name's Christy Pope. You're posh, you're posh cunt, yeah. You Be know what? I'm just Pope. looking here. You know what? He was born in Argentina. He was, yeah. That's fucking mad. I didn't know that, no. Born in Argentina. I had no clue. He lives in Wexford. Fucking pick of strawberries. Yeah. Um, one of the third reasons is his daughter won, first of all, in 2003, Miss Ireland, in the mm. same year, Miss Europe, and in the same year, Miss World. A lot of people are very, very cynical saying that he asked her to go in to do that to kind of revamp his career. I think that's absolutely that's nonsense. That's nonsense. That's how, would that, how would his daughter win in any like beauty contest? Fucking reinvigorate the career of one of the ugliest men to ever live. The cunt literally yeah. looks like a Vulcan without the pointy ears. I like, like his daughter as well. Not only is she pretty, well, she's not my type, but she's that classically pretty where you can look and go, yeah. yeah. It's not hurting me fucking eyes. Mm. Uh, she started presenting on LFC TV for the Liverpool football All club. Right. So she is a lady in red. <laughs> you remember football day? Oh, shut up. No, actually, remember football? Change the subject. Um, so <laughs> he uh, still sell. Oh, here's another thing as well. I don't know if I should bring this up. This is kind of, One. kind of shitty. He cheated on his wife while she was in hospital with a broken neck. Really? Yeah. Who did he cheat on with? Do we know? Nanny, with the nanny. With the nanny. With the daughter's nanny. Mm. Yeah. Um, he, he also, like, in all the interviews, he seems to come across as pretty sound. But he did say, like, he did use this quote, and it's actually quite good. Bono might want to rub it on him. In mm. Ireland, no good deed ever goes unpunished. unpunished. Yep, yep. That's Very a Lord Dunsey. Mm. Dunsany quote. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> It's kind of, um, this is the thing about Christopher Borg, like, yeah, the songs I've heard where I've gone, Jesus Christ, that's just shite. Yeah. But I've garbage. never got the actual hate for it. He would have to himself be annoying or say really shitty things for me to go. No, He'd have to go like, full Morrissey or something on it to be yeah. hated and, to that level. like. And he lives in Ireland, like, you know what I mean? So he yeah. chose, he, if you have to look at it like that, he chose. He's, he's an Argentinian English Irishman. Yeah. Like, he still sells three to 5,000 seats when he plays. Easily. Easily. And seats, lads, because he's getting mm. on and the, the, the crowd are getting on. He's 71. 70 fucking one. Yeah. Like, still looking alone like I did tonight. That's, that's yeah, I know. I, I fucking do hate that song, actually. No. Fuck you, Chris, <laughs> Christy Bork. Christy anyway, Bork. <laughs> who's Christy Bork? Who's your first one? Uh, I picked you too. It's a fairly obvious one. Yeah, we, uh, we, we had we had him in, in some sort of but to be honest with you, you're right. The people hate the edge as well. People, people hate fucking the hate. Well, I, here's the thing, right? I, like I went, I didn't go down a big wormhole, but I, I done a good bit of reading about U two. Just obviously, I knew fucking U two and I know loads of their stuff, but I it was like, you know, I want to know is there is there a basis for it? So I went rooting, and um, they seem to be kind of like unashamedly hated by people, like. Well, like we, I meant to say this at the start as well. 
some of these people are victims of a snowballing effect of they see a few people slagging them and then it just becomes a thing where people think that they hate yeah, them. Yeah, I think so. I hate a thing. They're joining so. a sort of bandwagon where they're like, yeah. and especially with some of the people later on the podcast, it definitely became cool to hate. And you yeah, too like are one of the edgiest things to say that you hate, even though the band themselves. I don't know why anyone that likes music would hate you too. It's, it's, it's not even that they're a non-entity. They're just... They're just, they, they are their own thing. They've evolved. Every album is completely fucking different. Like when you go back, the song I picked for the playlist was uh, The Unforgettable Fire. And you go and listen to The Unforgettable Fire and you'd be, like, you'd be forgiven for thinking that you were listening to like a killing joke song. It the sounds, yeah, like it's, it sounds like a fucking killing joke song. It has all the yeah. points that that kind of 80s kind of poppy got stuff has. Like it's recorded yeah, just, the same. Huh? Like, they've done so many things. They've done stuff like that. They've moved into even even their ballads like yeah. When the Streets Have No Name and One are still top notch. Fucking like. right. Fucking and then right. they move into like the the sort of tongue in cheek Zeropa uh, pop era. I yeah. just think that's great as well. Exactly. Like they've always evolved, they've always changed their sound. And there's something there for everyone. Like they have a string, a fucking string of classical hits like they're timeless songs that this band have put out you don't have, have to be a, yeah. a, like a massive fan to appreciate somebody is like New Year's Day or whatever. like you don't have to be a fan to appreciate those songs well, like, quiet. Like, I don't even know like he's got a great voice he don't, when, he, like, when he wants to yes people hated people hated you too before they realised Bono was a pox exactly but here's the thing the this, is, this is the crux of the whole situation I think people only hate you too because of Bono no, people don't like the edge as well. They're like, look at him in his stupid fucking hat. No, but see the edge. He plays the same guitar. Fucking I know, over and over. I over. know, but like the fuck, I, I don't think people don't, people don't chase the edge as much as they chase fucking Bono. There's something about Bono that just no, rubs he brings it everybody. He does bring it on himself, but he just rubs everybody the wrong way. Like he's one of those people that you could you could show a picture of him to a fucking caveman who's never seen him before, and they go, "Ugh, no like." Like there's just something. There's something yeah. smarmy and greasy about the fuck. Like he's just, he's always open people's shit. You know what I mean? And he never, he never has a stance you know, on anything. He apparently has the, the rules of Bono. Have you heard about the rules of Bono? No. Bono sits down famous people at like award ceremonies and gigs mm-hmm. backstage or whatever. As, as they're breaking, as they're getting famous. And it's, this is notorious. Everybody oh, I heard this. he said this to fucking Kurt Cobain or something once. He sits them down and gives them the rules of Bono. Like how to deal, be nice, do, don't say this, do this in the press, don't this, and mm. that's how you survive stardom. Well, mm. some people think that it's the fucking most incredibly pretentious thing they've ever fucking heard. Other people are like, oh yeah, like your man from The Killers got the rules of Bono and he was like, oh. you see, at the same time, you can't say... Famous people can't say shit about Bono. Of course they, they can't. can't. They're fucked if they do. Of like course. He's too big. He's too big. He's rock Jesus. He is rock Jesus. So when I was looking, I remembered that I went to the same school as you two. And um, I, was, I, I, was, I was reading it and I was like, fuck yeah, I actually kind of forgot about that. I went to the same secondary school. That's all of you two where the band formed. And um, then I remembered like, when it was in secondary school, like Bono was on the rugby team, and I remember like they used to have like rugby team photos 
um, on mm. the walls of the halls and fucking there was one or two of them from the different years that had Bono in them. No, I didn't play rugby. I didn't give a fuck about rugby. But that was kind of mm. like the school sport or whatever. But when I oh. when I clicked on when I clicked on the it was Mount Temple was the school. When I clicked on Mount Temple's uh, uh, Wikipedia page, it came up with this list of like notable alumni, and I was breaking me bollocks laughing at the list of people. Like, there's a lot of people actually that came out of that school because it was really kind of an artsy farty yeah. music school. But aside from like mute, like everybody in U2, there was like uh, fucking uh, Alan Avril from. Um, Primordial. Primordial. He came, and, um, and April Men. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Dead um, Sovereign. Yeah. I actually know all his bands. Well, I like, his, I like all his bands. Yeah, so he, he he was in Mount Temple. Um, Damien Dempsey came to Mount Temple. I didn't know that either. Um, Becky Jesus. Lynch. Becky Lynch, the wrestler, came from there. Uh, someone else that I can't remember. This wrote, school is a fucking hit maker. That's hit maker. Like on, on the thing. But, um, <laughs> a hit maker. My, my, fav- my favorite thing. <laughs> Scott Aiken Waterman's of school. <laughs> yeah. My favorite person that came out of the school. His name was Sean Asbitt, and he was Ireland's tallest man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, he didn't have. He didn't have an article for me to click into because I really wanted to know how tall he is. I'm going to look that up later. Um, but Ireland's tallest man came from that skill as well. Actually, you know the what, first we'd, the, find, we'd find a way to begrudge that as well. Oh, probably, probably. Yeah, look at him. Look at him up there. Look, look at him looking down on us. Yeah, look at <laughs> him in pain all the time. <laughs> it was gigantism, screaming. Um, yeah. I was, uh, the first gig I ever played, the first band I was ever in, the first gig I ever played was actually in that skill, that talent show. And we played on Larry Mullen's drum kit that he donated to the skill, which is probably worth a fucking fortune now. He seems um, sound enough, Larry. Yeah, he just seems like a normal bloke. Like if you'd meet him yeah. in fucking Lidl, Buying chops. He's just a normal, normal mm. bloke. They, definitely the most normal out of all of them, I think. Um, What's the English one called again? Uh, the one that looks like an artist. Yeah. The bassist. Um, he looks fun. like he should be in Duran Duran. He yeah. always looks like he's. No, he looks like. He looks. He's always looked like he should be in Duran Duran now, as in he always looked older than the rest of them. Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton. Yeah, he seems sound like that. He seems sound as well. Just, again, just a normal bloke. Bog standard fucking bloke. Now there's only been but you two you two had two other members. I didn't know this as well. The Edger's brother was in the band for a while. Um what the fuck was his name? The corner. <laughs> Dick, Dick Dick Evans his name was. And uh an, yeah, another guy called fucking I don't know what his name was, something McCormick, Alan McCormick or something. Or even McCormick, he was in the band for a while, but that was yeah. when they had different names. So they had two names before they were called U two. They were called Feedback and then they were called The Hype and then they changed the name to U two. The hype, yeah. The hype, oh, seeking my mouth. But yeah, I, I don't get the hatred, really. Not, not really for you two. Um, Listen, they the might not be our favorite. We do like to, we, we do like to be oh, good things, yeah, but but go after them. You, Bono really brings it on the rest of the he band. He does. The rest of the band are so rich; they don't give a fuck. Pretty much. A fuck. One of them, the, the, the Bono lives out in Darky, doesn't he? Doesn't one of them live out in like Sutton? Has like a lump of land out in Sutton somewhere? Maybe it's the edge. One of them has like a chunk of land on a beach. Like basically, it's entire an entire private beach, yeah. not basically in Dublin City, and I think he owns that. And this is weird with little roads with turrets on the side of the shoot iPods, shoot iPods. Exactly, it doesn't even shoot iPods. It's when you walk by, it connects to their Wi-Fi and just throws albums onto your phone for you. Yeah. Just, that's their way of fucking hurting you. Uh, who is your next one? My next one is another another one I don't get myself at all. Phil Collins. Mm. People hate. Phil Collins. They do they hate, hate Phil Collins. They hate his little face. They hate his little voice. They hate his little body. <laughs> yeah, it was, when you look at Phil Collins, I, I, I have a theory about Phil Collins, right? 
I have a theory about uh, Phil Collins from 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 the eighties in particular, and it's only it's only the theory is based in now. Okay, looking at classic photos of Phil Collins, and that is when you see classic photos of Phil Collins, including his album covers, where he's basically bald but holding on, and that hurts people. That hurts people. You know, if you've got a mate who's like down to like four or five wisps of hair and they still insist yeah. on like spiking up or something like that, and you're, you're like, like, let it go, man. Just but get the like, razor but out. If you, but if you have hair, you can't tell someone to let it go. It's weird. I do it all the time, and I, talk, I shaved my head the other day. I'm going to really reassess my situation here. Now, I'm going I'm to ask three or four other people because I definitely have like hair body dysmorphia. Like when I see my hair, I'm like, I'm going bald, I'm losing it. It's all, it's all gone. I've told you, I've told, I, 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 you know what I do? I'd say nothing. If you ask me, but I haven't said nothing. I said, no, you're all right. You've got, you've, honestly, you've got, reevaluate well, well, this five, five years. You've yeah, got to re- I, even reevaluate I, this. Left. I have to I keep checking it. Left. I, I have to keep checking left. it because it's, it's in my head that I have to keep checking it. But well, I have this thing. You are, <laughs> um, but I have this thing about, uh, I, I honestly believe that when people see pictures of Phil Collins, they don't think of what Phil Collins looks like now where he just looks like a homeless man. They think yeah. of because he, he yeah, does. He's got a gruff beard yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. he full on looks like Phil Mitchell. Like he's full homeless. Like Phil Mitchell with a nagging of vodka is the current yeah. Phil Collins. But he's an edgier. He's an edgier fucking Phil. Collins he's there, supposed yeah. to be in bits as well, isn't he? Like he's fucking, he's in pain when he plays and shit. We, well, he doesn't play drums anymore. He retired from playing drums in 2009 yeah. because of uh, it just fucked his arms up. Yeah, he was playing using them weird sticks. I think we were talking about before as well. That turned oh, his, yeah, yeah. turned your, your bones well, to show you. He, he's a uh, he's done two farewell tours, which is probably why some people. Let, let's just kind of dig into why. Mm. But first of all, the media do hate him. The media are always posting Phil Collins back again, big sigh or whatever like that. Mm. There was even a change.org petition to stop his not dead yet tour. Bit mean, bit mean. Too he much. said in two, 2011. Uh, he was quitting music and that nobody would miss him. Don't do that, man. That's a bit Bill Huey. Yeah. He, uh, he fa- okay, here's one story that came out about him that subsequently turned out to be not true. Colin, uh, Phil Collins faced a number of reports claiming he ended his marriage to a second wife via fax machine. Well, That's not what happened. What happened was he was only saying he couldn't get through to her on the phone, so he had to send her a text that said, this was before they knew they were breaking up or something like that. Listen, they were sorting stuff out, but some, someone just mm. found the facts or something like that. Um, he did a whole tax exile thing to Switzerland that people are not happy about. Like, but then, yeah. And he said at the same time, he's well, he hated the idea of a Labour government in, in England. And then people accused him of being a Tory. He was like, I'm not a Tory either. Mm. Um, he, he, he started to get around 2009 nine till uh, do you know what it was I think it was when he said he couldn't play drums anymore people went oh deadly he's retiring and the papers were publishing finally Phil retires and he was like I'm retiring from drums not music you yeah. bastards mean. But, now, mean. But, now, but now that I know yeah. he even he, um, he said he does find it really really hard to uh, take sometimes he even emailed Jonathan Ross saying Jonathan why did they hate me really Jonathan Ross had no idea now I think it's one he be, Genesis became too successful post mm. post breakup. Some people, mm. like this, this, very few people would care enough that he would be the guy seen as to sort of maybe broke up and mm. took the reins of Genesis. There's no way that is the reason that he's no, there. it's because he has sold some, like they sell like something like a hundred million albums or something like that. Mm. Genesis after 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 he after fucking Peter Gabriel left, mm. um, his music was played too much in the nineties, just too much. For a lot of people, yeah, take. it was everywhere. But, yeah, but so before I get into the next part, 
I don't have a problem with him at all. I think some of his songs are fucking shy, like really yes. shy. Yes. But also some of his bangers. There is a section of people in society and in the media who love him, and they are hip hop artists. Mm. Hip hop artists. Oh, you're gonna love this. Are absolutely and have always been absolutely champions of mm. Phil Collins. Weird. Like they love him. Um, Kanye West is a big fan. Ice T is a massive fan of Phil mm. Collins to the point where he was being interviewed by a journalist and he was going through Ice T's collection. He pulled out Phil Collins and the journalist was like, Phil Collins. He goes, Yeah, so what? Uh, you got something to say to me? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, all right. Click. All good. <laughs> um, songs like In the Air Tonight and Another Day in Paradise were sampled so much in the 90s mm. by rap artists that they decided to release an album called Urban Renewal in 2001. Mm. The Phil Collins tribute album wow. featuring Little Kim, Old Dirty Bastard, Pharrell Williams, Khalees, Montel Jordan, and Brandy. Mad. Mad. You have ODB, you've ODB doing Susudio. <laughs> I have to find that. I have to find that. That is, I don't know if that's on Spotify now. It won't be, but it might be, it might be on YouTube. It might get lucky. I remember that Urban Renewal album coming out, and uh, like Phil Collins like wrote the linear notes of it going, I just. Uh, really want to also remind people that oh, this wasn't my idea. These people seem to actually quite like my... It's not my idea. Don't hate me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's all, Phil. Do I hate Phil? No, absolutely not. That always seems like a nice guy. I'm looking for Urban Renewal on Spotify. I doubt it's there. I highly, highly doubt it. Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan's on it? Yeah. Jesus this Christ. This is how we do it. No, that's not him, is it? Uh, yeah. Yes. It's Friday night, and I feel all right. Look at him, Pharrell Williams, Khaleesi. So that's it. That's all, Phil. Like I said, he he knows he's hated. The Montel Jordan song is on Spotify. The rest of it's not. Is it? Yeah. Um, Much like Chris DeBorg and the rest of the people, he is very well aware. Uh, Chris DeBorg is so rich, he doesn't care. Phil Collins is rich, but also cares. Yeah, it sounds like it. So who's, um, who's your next one? My, my next one is possibly one of the most hated groups in the world. Um, it's uh, the Insane Clown Posse. She's yeah, people really like. They're more, they're more mocked. Well, they were hated. Now they're just mocked and hated. Yeah, they, they kind of became a joke. And um, yeah, so it's even worse. They're like, we saw you you're bullied for, like viciously, but then you yeah. just made a clown out of afterwards as well. Like, oh, I forgot yeah. both sides of that barrel. Um, now I picked the song Hocus Pocus off the Great Malenko, which is a great album. <laughs> um, this is the, the the story behind this album is very interesting. Actually, they they were doing the rounds for fucking ages, for ages and ages and ages, and um, they started putting out their own stuff. They they started off as pro wrestlers, and they got yeah. sick of the internal politics of pro wrestling, so they decided just to become hip hop artists. And um, there's yeah. originally three of them, and one of them left. So uh, oh, I bet you wish he hadn't. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think he maybe minted man. Oh, they're fucking proper minted. Um. They have that loyal fan base, don't they? Have, they have basically every incel in the world is a big fucking uh, <laughs> insane clown posse fan. They're just the, the incel soundtrack, and um, so they started they in nineteen. Limp- they make Limp Bizkit look like dream theater. Very much so. Um, they started in nineteen eighty nine, and uh, this album, fucking the hocus pocus, is on the Great Malenko. This was on uh, Disney Records. What? So they signed to like a major, a major label called like I think they were called like Hollywood Records or something like that, yeah. and it was a subsidiary of Disney Records. And uh, when Disney went through the once they were handed the master tapes, Disney went through and said, "Well, there's three songs there that cannot come out. 
I cut those three songs, fucked them in the bin, and then they went back through the rest of the album with a fine tooth comb, and they made a load of lyric changes. So you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that, and released it. And the same thing was like, this is fucking bullshit. You're out there editing us. And the that it's their biggest selling album, their best album across the board. You know what I mean? So they definitely needed they needed like somebody micromanaging them to get the most out. Of Mickey them. Mouse knows best, man. Pretty much. Um, always, always <laughs> trust the Mickey. Exactly. Just follow the Mickey. And um, so they, uh, why are they hated? They're hated because they're fucking idiots. And they're hated because yeah. they dress up like clowns. And they're hated because their fans are fucking gobshites. Well, their and, fans are like, like without, without trying to be classist, like their fans are proper, like what, what would be considered trailer trash in America. And also dr- the massive drug heads and yeah. worst tattoos, skinny oh. meth heads. Like they have, they do their own... Uh, they do, they do like a conven- or a festival or a convention. What's it called? The meeting of the juggalos or something like that. The meeting uh, of the juggalos. Yeah. The, the gathering of the juggalos. The gathering of the juggalos. That's the one. That's held every year, and that started off. I'd, in I would Ohio. go. To that. I would go in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, and I think do you know what I'd say. I'd end up going every year. It would be like WrestleMania for fucking gobshites, and I'd be mad. At Apparently, them. it's lawless. Like. Apparently, the whole idea behind it is that they rent private land. There's, a, there's about three documentaries online. You'll find them on YouTube. I watched most of them. And what they do is they rent private land. They don't, like, they don't rent like a convention center or a right. fucking, you know, uh, the tree arena or anything like that. They rent a big, giant couple of acres of private land off some farmers. They say, listen, we're going to be here for a week and you just can't be here. We're going to have security. We're going to have fucking everything, medics, the whole shebang. But like you cannot be here. You can't come down. You can't look. Like it's private entry only. Like if you want to come in, it's buy a fucking ticket. Lawless. And they just go fucking bananas. There's gangbangs yeah. in corners. There's fucking open air drug markets. There's you name it. And there's pro wrestling. There's gigs. There's like fucking like ATV trials. Fucking mountain biker. Like whatever you can think of. Makes like Amsterdam seem like. Dream theater, exactly. <laughs> but I think because they, Jesus, they have such a fucking interesting take on things. Where I, I, I was reading, they started off doing gangster rap, right? These fucking three white yeah. boys, white lads, started off doing gangster rap, and apparently they met up with them. Um, they finally met up with a fellow we've talked about a lot in this podcast, Isham, who was he'd be like the godfather of Detroit hip hop. Yeah. And they sat down with Isham. They're like, "Listen, like fucking this gangster rap thing isn't working for us." And he said, "Like gangster rap's not going to work in Detroit. Like that's L.A. Like L.A. is for gangster rap. Like New York is for fucking kind of rough street drug dealing rap. But, like gangster yeah. rap who's shooting people. That's Los Angeles, man. We have to deal with differently here. So do what I do. Do this acid rap where we talk about doing drugs and fucking you know being chased by the fucking cops and whatever you know and do it all kind of weird and kind of left yeah. the field. So they were like, all right, let's do that. So they kind of shook hands with Esham and said, right, well let's push forward with this acid rap style for Detroit and we'll leave behind the, the kind of gangster nonsense. So that's when they start getting real fucking big, real big. Now. They had this feud. This feud is fucking brilliant. They had a feud with Eminem that lasted for fucking years. Years and years. Like it literally only went away about fucking 10 years ago. There's the cops. No cops. The po-po. Fucking filth. Talk about the insane, the down the road. Talking about insane club. Exactly, yeah. Because um, they were originally they were called like the Inner City Posse when they were gangster rappers. And they changed their name to the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. And, um, but they had this mad row with fucking Eminem. And the reason they had a mad row with Eminem it was did, because yeah. when Eminem, here's another, 
cop car now. Come on, you bastards. Who is after? Down my road. My little tiny road. Jesus. I can I see them at the window. That's three cop cars and an ambulance have to go and buy. The dogs. Yeah, fucking, fucking inner city pussy lads. There's another one. Four cop cars and an ambulance. Someone oh, having a party. Um, it's heading towards East Wall. That's normal. For an, no, for an um, ambulance for a party? I don't know. Someone not socially distancing or something. Who knows? Jesus. But they're heading down towards uh, the point. Well, there won't be the point. They go to the keys. So I don't know where they're going. East Wall, anyway. Um, down to the Little. Someone's breaking the two meter line outside the Little. Um, no, that's that's Tala, your grand. What yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they had a fight with Eminem the last few years, and the reason they had it was because um, Eminem was launching his first EP, the Slim Shady EP. You know, this is pre Dr. Dre. This is this is going to be the record that got the attention of Dr. Dre and uh, yeah. Jimmy Iovine and all this kind of shit. Um, he was handing out flyers in this club, and there's a little club called uh, I think it's called St Andrews in Detroit. I, I, I went there a couple of times myself. And uh, so they have hip hop gigs. They have pro wrestling. I actually saw the insane clown posse wrestle in St Andrews in Detroit once, which was mad. Really? Um, yeah, it was fucking mental. I had to go. I was there and I saw a poster saying clown. They had their own wrestling promotion for years, called insane clown wrestling or something. ICW. Clever name. Yo, yeah, the, 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 the smart lads. And um, so I said, "Fuck, we have to go." So we went, and I stood there like a fucking prick watching the. Uh, it's the insane clown posse lads wrestle against old ECW guys like Sabu and all. And then little did I know, a few years later, I'd be kicking Sabu out with my own pub. But anyway, with a Liverpool hat on him, with a Liverpool hat on him, that luckily he found in the bin. But yeah. Eminem was there, and he was handing out flyers for his uh, EP lunch, which is going to be in St Andrews, um, St Andrews, St Mark, St Andrews. He was handing out his flyers, his gig that was going to be a week later, and on the flyer it said. Um, featuring Insane Clown Posse and he handed one of the flyers to the lads from Insane Clown Posse <laughs> and they were like you know I'm in the Insane Clown Posse and he went oh for real yeah he goes uh, you coming he says well it says I'm fucking on it he goes yeah well you might come then because well, I'm not I'm, I'm not coming you stupid cunt why are you advertising your gig without an aim on it like no one knows anything about this gig and he yeah. reading through and also said like featuring Eshan featuring Kid Rock and, and he was like does any of these other lads know that you're that you're using their name and he goes uh, if you build it they will come yeah but that's what he was doing <laughs> he was just telling people that like the fucking building blocks of all of the Detroit hip hop were going to be at this gig supporting Eminem so that's, that's how a he real, got that's us. a real which came first the chicken or the egg who said yeah. they were going to go first before yeah. someone else went oh we are gone that's clever now, everyone's going to be there man that's, that's the way you get people to a party exactly now speaking of, you just spoke about old dirty bastard I can connect the two go on well, here it is. So the ICP put together this album and they used some of the money they got from Disney and they wanted to put together this album and they wanted to get all their favourite fucking hip-hop stars out of it. So they wanted like Snoop Dogg and Ice-T and all this kind of shit. So uh, Snoop Dogg wanted 50 grand, I think. Was it 50 grand or 5 grand? No, it was cheap. It was like 5 grand for a verse. Yeah, 5 grand <coughs> for a verse. ODB wanted 6 and Ice-T done it for 3 because he liked them. Oh. And... Uh, so apparently Snoop Dogg rocks up fucking bleedly 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 does fucking verse fucks off Ice-T shows up bleedly 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 does verse fucks off ODB shows up and spends three days just shouting the word bitches into the microphone out of his fucking biscuit just absolutely manic on drugs just roaring and shouting and screaming absolute mumbles and apparently it took them like four weeks to take all the recordings they'd made of ODB and edit it down into four lines to make a rough verse out of it before they could release it. 
Jesus. Yeah. Good old, old ODB. Dirty bastard. He, uh, he always brings. No, it was 30, yeah, it was 30 grand. Sorry, 30 grand to ODB. And it was 20 grand for uh, for Snoop Dogg and like 10 for, for, for East T. I actually wrote that down. I was wondering. I was like, that's, I, I could get them for that. We could make our own song now with them. Very Not much. Now. Yeah, very much. Not ODB. ODB getting them. Yeah. But, but I really do think, I think that ICP have, they're hated because if you don't go into the music, and loads of the music is actually very good. They're actually talented. Um, the guys can rap on their production. Do they play all that stuff, though? Do they write the music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have an in-house production team as well, but yeah, yeah, they're all involved in, oh. in it. Um, they, they, they have two or three producers that are part of that um, Hatchet Records, because they have their own record label. Um, and their record label is actually, if you go back through the history of who they've released, they have an eye for talent. They really do have an eye for talent. They, they've put out some fucking fantastic releases. Um, but unfortunately, everybody who is associated with Hatchet Records gets associated with ICP and nobody really <laughs> wants that rub after a while. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're a joke. But they're they a talented. A they're a talented fucking joke. The fact mm. that these, these lads are probably in their 50s now painting their faces like fucking like clowns and they have all these 20 year old meth heads following them around like whoop whoop fam and throwing fucking fago soda fago soda is fucking delicious don't be wasting it and it's hard to get everywhere else in the world it's fucking delicious don't be throwing it around fago is like a club orange it's like a brand um, from Michigan of like just soda pop like minerals but they do like a thousand flavours tin of minerals exactly tin of minerals and um they have like a thousand flavors and they're all fucking delicious, which you can only mm-hmm. really get them in, in, in kind of in the Michigan area. Um, so part of the IC, of ICP's thing is that they have these giant bottles of Fago and they spray the crowd with them and they write songs about Fago. And it's fucking absolutely fucking will not go if they're going to spray sticky shit on <clears throat> Yeah. Like that shit. That's their fucking thing. The kind of gore. And they actually do a lot of gigs with gore as well. But that was the ICP. Who's your next one? Uh, James Blunt. <laughs> this lad gets this lad gets slated like hard, yeah. hard slated, like proper fucking. Like he always has, and like when I first heard that song, you know, beautiful. I was like, that is gash, this is yeah. a terrible song. Like it's really, it's it's I'm fixing my headphones just so we can really listen in on my own voice with this one. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's I hated that song when it first came out, and I went obviously straight to number one. Mm. I find like all of his music actually incredibly dull. Uh, singer songwriter pop kind of just throwaway crap but it's, it's also here's the here's the two things i hate most about it though the lyrics are so that like the direct way to write lyrics like yeah i was walking down the road i saw basic and as well as that he sounds miserable and a little yes. bit posh um Paul <laughs> once said that he would rather eat his own shit than share a stage with him really which was very harsh i think he's heard may have apologized that later um james blunt was a recon officer in the lifeguard regiment of the british army hmm. so his reconnaissance is like obviously when you go and try and get intel on the enemy i don't know how that would have worked <laughs> yeah like a scout yeah and the lifeguard isn't like anything to do with as far as i know nothing to do with the sea or anything hmm. like that lifeguard is just the name of a british regiment so what you're saying is that if there is a row between James Blunt and Paul Weller, James Blunt's going to fuck up Paul Weller. Well, he probably already knows where Paul Weller lives. He's More than likely. Officer. I know a fella who was in uh, Paul Weller's house. Yeah? Mm. I wonder what Paul Weller's like. He's already. Well, not, he's not nice to James Blunt. James Blunt seems like... Here's what James Blunt did, which is the classic manoeuvre. Just fucking wear it like a jacket. 
just stick yeah. that jacket on yeah. and wear it. So he, got, he goes on Twitter and he constantly, constantly retweets the negative and horrible shit people say. Deadly. to them with quite funny stuff. And he posts stuff <laughs> every now and then like, uh, good news, folks. I uh, won't be releasing an album this year. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do a quarantine one as well? He did it because, lads, uh, just, I know everyone's feeling a bit bad or whatever during the quarantine, so I'm just letting you know that I'm not going to be doing a quarantine video. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be live streaming like everybody else. So he's embraced it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, Very cool. He hasn't embr- but he hasn't done it in a way. Like, you know, some people go, yeah, yeah, and they join in the joke, but you can still see them like seething and not getting it. Yeah, he doesn't do that. He doesn't, he seems, he doesn't seem to see. He's 46. Fuck off. No, I found that weird, yeah, 46. So he he would have been like... She used to win the that, like 2002 or three. The Back to Bedlam was his big album. It still stands as the best-selling album of all of the 2000s in the UK. Fucking hell. I just looked him up. He's That's got nine insane. albums. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, I think, he sold, I think he's sold about 20 million, and I think eight of them were the first album. The rest of them were the other nine trying to make yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I have absolutely no interest in listening to James Blunt. I no. do find his music annoying, but I do find it weird that, like, David Gray got away with it. Yeah, but David Gray had a bit of edge. Had a little bit of edge to him. You know, electronic bits and stuff like that, you know. Blunt's just him with a guitar. I think his You're Beautiful was that was his Lady in Red. If you hit people wrong, especially like if they have to listen to that one on holiday, especially the English people come like, oh, for fuck's sake, not a fucking map it again. Yeah, but then the other ones are going to be beautiful. The other, yeah, the other ones are going to be like, that's our song, isn't it? Oh, it's our song. Yeah, babe. It's our song. Yeah, babe. Yeah, it's our song. Yeah, babe, it's our song. yeah get curry it's in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, like, I honestly don't have any issue with James Hunt because I am able to avoid him. Mm. And I'm sure if I met him. Yeah, his image change came with, with basically him going, yeah, man, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, yeah, I'm shy. Yeah, shy, am I? Yeah, yeah. Probably minted. I'm not oh, of sure. course he is. Because it's just him, and you know, you start you start having yeah. to do extra work when there's like four or five people in the band. But it's just him and lighting engineers and, and yeah. pyrotechnics. I yeah. doubt he has any of that. No, I listened doesn't. to a few few of his other songs, and he tried to do like sort of semi electronic stuff, with pop, real pop stuff. And I was like, mm. this lad is actually shy at music. Yeah, shit. yeah. Or else, maybe he's very good at it because he gets it sold. Uh, that's James Blunt. Mm. No, no, no. Do I deserve anything? He deserves the Not really. No, no, it's just James Blunt. Sums them up. One? My next one is Kid Rock. Yeah, people do hate that cunt. They do hate him. Uh, <laughs> I picked Bar with the Bar. Uh, the reason I picked that, that song bar with the Bar, the bang, the bang, the bang, diggy. Yeah. The only reason I picked that song, I'll be brutally honest with you, is because the intro is absolutely outrageously good. Once he starts, this was for the fucking something with the don't have any dancer. That can I fuck off. That, I find that about Kid Rock. He starts songs very well, and then yeah. you're like, oh, turn this off now. He's got a little, he has a little like, machine Smith, in his head. Smithers, turn this off now. Exactly. <laughs> he's got a little machine in his head that can pump out savage music. Music. But like, lyrically, you know, and like, his vocals are just, bleh. Now, here's oh, a yeah, fact. He's shy, yeah. Here's a fact. He hasn't rapped on an album since 2003. What is he doing on a plane? He's singing. He's singing. He went down this kind of a... Uh, rebel country kind of thing now bear in mind uh, he's from detroit as well right he's is from he? detroit yeah is he's he from fuck? i thought he was from fucking the midwest or no something. he is from the, he's detroit as fuck right detroit as fuck or and, uh, i thought he was proper no southern. well this is a big thing because for fucking years he was going around with the with the bleeding uh, southern flag with the rebel flag yeah. uh, and, uh, like as a backdrop and um, for his gigs 
And uh, he, he stopped doing it years ago. He had to put out a statement saying, "No, I never done it with with, uh, with hate in my heart." You know, I love America. You know, and I, you know, I love I love the South and I love all this type of shit. Because when he was starting yeah. to do, you know, he put out that song out because I want to be a cowboy, fucking shit, cowboy um, baby. Yeah, yeah. Now the re- he's hated because he's probably shy, right? And he's so far up his own hole that it's painful. And he's also an abusive bastard. He's like he's been arrested. Fuck! He must have been arrested twenty times for battering women, battering Gosh, blokes, lost. battering fucking children. Whatever, whatever it takes, he'll bash you. He's just he's just one of them people. He's just a basher. Um, he looks like he looks like he could absolutely take him with one punch. He looks like a fucking meth head. I think he might have been at one stage. Um, what I what I also found out, even though he's from like outside Detroit. Right? He's not from Detroit City. He, his family are rich as fuck. His father owned a chain of uh, uh, car dealerships. And uh, in an interview, they asked him, you know, what's your favorite memory of the childhood? And it was like, oh, you know, I used to love going into the orchard and picking apples and bringing them into the stable for the horses. And I was like, what? His, his own orchard. His, own, his own orchard and his own stable full of his own horses. And he got, um, he got interested in hip hop. And he went there, his whole, how he kind of got famous was that he used to DJ and rap at the same time. And he'd show up and he'd start like DJing with like Public Enemy and all the, and Esham and fucking all these guys that were in, in Detroit. And he kind of got famous. Now, what's weird is that he was famous. Um, he was probably the first white rapper. He was before Vanilla Ice. He was like, he had a record really? deal. Yeah, yeah. He had a record deal and everything before Vanilla Ice. But before his albums came out, um, Vanilla Ice broke and none of the record labels wanted to touch him because Vanilla Ice was being kind of shot on from a height by the hip-hop community. Yeah. Everybody was waiting for the great white hope for hip-hop and they thought it was going to be fucking Kid Rock and then Vanilla Ice came along with the money behind them and exploded and it was done. We talked about Vanilla Ice a couple of weeks ago how he was yes. kind of massively mishandled, like a fairly talented bloke as well, but was massively mishandled and kind of, it was given uh, people to dress him up and this is how you do your hair and we're going to do this to your makeup, yeah. this is how you have to talk. All this, they basically just moulded him into this fucking creature and uh, Kid Rock was the opposite of that but he was still white. So the hip-hop community wanted nothing to do with him because all they could talk about was Vanilla Ice. Um, yeah, and, and it's weird that like Kid Rock is also from Detroit. Yeah, I wonder is it, I wonder is him and Eminem ever talked? I don't know. Like, I think they knew each other. Eminem opened up um, for him at a bunch of times. They know each other years. I know that much. And oh, both, right. both of them are on the insane clown posse's flyer um, as being <laughs> advertised for playing with Eminem. The, the um, best gig that never happened because yeah, it was exactly. never booked. Um, he was sued. He was sued by a bunch of circuses years ago for naming his tour the greatest show on earth. So like the ringing, ringing circus, and like the P.T. Barnum circus, and I went after him and sued him into fucking oblivion. They were like, you can't, hey, you can't, like, you yeah, just like, can't. I'm, I'm mates with a lot of clowns. I played at one of their gigs with Eminem. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I'll get them boys in to do a gig for you. Um, but th- what I will say is that th- the only reason I put them on this list is because. From reading about him, and like I have that fucking Rebel Without Cause album somewhere here. I bought it when I, when it came out because of that bar with a bar song and a bunch of other stuff that, that I was into when I was a kid. But I, I can say one thing for Kid Rock, and that is that he 100% does his own thing when he feels like it. So he done like the classic fucking, like his whole thing was that he considered himself to be half Run DMC, half ACDC. That was the way he's, he he's always... He's good mates with, with Run DMC, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was always on that show Rev Run. 
Which that's right. I watched. I watched two episodes of that. And was like, fuck me! Imagine watching any more of that show. <laughs> exactly. Imagine. He bought. He bought, he bought the Reverend Son a guitar. Something like that. Yeah. He's. A, he seems to be favorably looked upon by everybody. Barry the people he's battering, obviously. Um, yeah. Like he was married to Pamela Anderson for like a year. That's right. Um. He actually went out with her. He went out with her like for fucking a year or two, ten years before they got married as well. So he, he does have a history with her. Um. Jeez. Yeah, he's been he's done for bashing somebody in a fucking chip shop or something, and then uh, he had to close. He opened he up a lot of restaurants. Someone in a, chi- in a chip shop or a chipper. Yeah. someone in a chipper just gets you a name for yourself. Exactly. Um, but he, he done something g- gammy like that, and then he had to close down. He, he has these bunch. He has some fucking restaurant called like Kid Rocks, Kick Ass Honky Tonk or something like that. You know, something disgusting. Jesus. Yeah, you know. Kenny Rogers had one of them. Kenny Rogers chicken. Yeah, I'll never understand that. But uh, he, one hundred percent, he does his own thing. So now he's doing these kind of country albums with like a little bit of kind of electronic influence. He was doing his kind of metal stuff for a while at the start. It was all hip hop. He done some acoustic stuff. He one hundred percent like he's an artist, like, and he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, when, when I looked at his history, like I, I wouldn't have thought this. Like I just, I thought like. Kid Rock's just WWF music, you know what I mean? That's the way I always looked at it. Because he did, yeah. he actually wrote songs for them. Um, he done a bunch of wrestlers entrance music for them as well. No, like I figured there'd be more going on than what's on the outside. What we get, you see, in Ireland we get like yeah. But when when I look at like, like when I look at his his first album coming out in the fucking eighties, and it being this kind of kind of eighties fucking street hip hop style thing, and then eventually evolving into the, that, that kind of rock metal rap amalgamation and then eventually turn into this kind of cunt, like rebel country thing and then we're doing this this kind of like like you said kind of Kenny Rogers-esque kind of fucking ballady type of stuff like he's just he's going where he thinks the music has taken him and did he skip dubstep though yeah, he he did, hopefully he did but what I like about it is that he didn't just keep banging out fucking there's no like bar with a bar two or three or four you know what I mean there's no fucking I want to be a cowboy six seven and eight. Mm. He, he kept it moving, and in that regard, he, the, the fucking whether you like it or not, he, he's pushing himself forward, and he's constantly putting out new albums, constantly putting out new music. He's not content to just sit in this fucking hole. And that's, an, that's mm. enough for me. That's one hundred percent enough for me. Uh, who was your next one? My next one is the silliest band of an already silly genre. Okay, it's Limbisga. Oof, oof. Um, they're also the most hated band in an already hated genre. Yeah. Limp Bizkit. Um Jesus, yeah. People don't just hate Fred Durst. They hate Limp Bizkit. They hate the whole idea of Limp yeah. Bizkit and what Limp Bizkit stand for, which was like the final nail in the coffin for classic rock and metal. Yeah. So at the time, it just it, it, you had to duck away from when mid to early 2000s to yeah. like late, late, like 99 to 2005. Five, yeah. New Metal was killing it, just killing it. Yeah. Left, right, and center. And the reason that I think people hate Limp Bizkit is because they were the biggest band in it. Yeah. Apart from Korn, but that's arguable. We'll get onto that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they were overly wiggerish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics, are fucking garbage. The, literally the worst lyrics imaginable. Yeah. Um, even among people that love new metal, there was people that love new metal that hated Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Like with a passion, they were too popish and they were too kind of too cartoonish for them. Yeah. I like Limp Bizkit because I buy into the cartoon. 
Yeah. So completely. Yeah. Like they're, they're super talented band, but their fans again are awful. And they're ones with awful fans as well. Oh, you don't know. I don't know any of their fans. Like I know people no, who like in America, them. like the frat oh, boys. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. the frat boys with the tribal tattoos and even the kind of <laughs> baseball jerseys. Not baseball jerseys. The yes, basketball was, jerseys. No, no, baseball. They had the baseball jerseys and the baseball caps, yeah. and then they, they had the basketball vests as well. But the baseball jerseys were the button-up ones. Um, they were mad for them. Yeah, they were cool. Like, if you would have. Like they had like a big frat boy and college following. Which, of course, they did. As as a, as a band that were like top of the metal and rock charts was pissing rockers off left right and centre I always remember when, when that boys are the opposite of like rockers exactly I always remember when break stuff came out and fucking everybody lost their shit because nobody really so knew good. it's a great song but nobody fucking knew um, skin your ass raw with a chainsaw all the stuff and everyone was like what's this joint this is mad <laughs> and then and then they were huge and the garbage yeah, continued but the songs got better and then fucking yeah, they, did, yeah. they did and then fucking um Chocolate Stardust, uh, Chocolate Starfish, and the hot dog flavored water came out. And I was like, "That's that sh- that's fucking amazing." The album, the production on that album, like, yeah, that must have won awards because it's one of the cleanest sounding albums for a heavy album ever made. I must pick that up on CD because it is it's fun. It's it's like I, I, I nearly it's paid like hundred quid for fingered. Yeah, I nearly paid on vinyl hundred quid for on vinyl there two years ago. Nearly came close, <sighs> fairly close. I bought All significant America. other. I bought significant other yeah. for fifty quid, um, but if I ever see um, fucking hot dog water, I I'd definitely buy it. Yeah, like one of the reasons that like I, I already mentioned the metal elitist will use them and Lincoln Park as the whipping boys for how shit new metal period was. Mm. And the glad when it died out, like less than to, to, I think seven or eight years was new metal's kind max, of yeah. max stretch, maximum yeah. stretch. Yeah. Um, they played Woodstock '99. Limbiscuit, and that was when people really sort of associated them with having shitty fans, which yeah. is you can take or leave because the the, the ripping up the floorboards and starting mm. the roads happened while they were playing break stuff. Mm. So people actually started break stuff, mm. and uh, then after the gig, there was like reportedly loads of sexual assaults after that. So yeah. That was real bad news for them. Um, him himself has been known as just a fucking brain dead moron but he's not he's a very super clever guy oh yeah yeah he knows how to how to fucking have yeah. he put a sex video on Arlo um, it's a sex he, tape out. yeah yeah yeah. I watched his film he re- re- released a film The Fan with uh, John Travolta as John a, Travolta yeah is playing someone with a, what looks like a bad attempt at some sort of a stand Asperger's or something yeah. though but like, like what I mean is like what someone that doesn't know anything about Asperger's would would imagine mm. someone what Asperger's has and then made a movie about it in a sort of derogatory in way. I don't know. It's Jesus, that movie the fan is, is so bad. So Yeah, so it's I, not, I read, it's not I read a review. Film either. No, he's done something else. I read a review of the fan and they were like, uh, like this this might be like a very avant garde postmodern art. It's so terrible. Yeah. They were like it's it's, it's so really terrible cool. that like it might have done it might have created something new. Well speaking about new and terrible art um, he went out with Britney Spears for a while and I think she mm. broke his heart. Uh, they were working in the studio together on uh, in, what he would consider, what he did consider, Porter's Head style tracks. Imagine. Imagine the hell that we would have been put through. Had, if, if they had got ahead. Yeah. So he uh, is, yeah, he wrote in his song um, Just Drop Dead, he wrote about like 
being with a girl who went out with someone else and he admits that it's about her and he was talking to his fans on his fan page about like being really into Britney Spears and all. I'm sure they were like, yeah, man, it's going to be all right. So <laughs> him and Britney, oh. yeah, Thor said that um, he didn't allow Britney Spears to release them songs on her label because she denied they had a personal relationship. Really? That's, that's not child, childish at all. Or that's ridiculous. Yeah. If you don't admit that we were together, you're not having them songs. Mad. That's fucking mad. Um, that's mad. I would actually like to hear them. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure some of them songs came out with Britney, on Britney Spears' record. They might got like remixed and chopped up in the there. Yeah. Not with him on um, them, obviously. No, he's, no, he, no, he was just uh, producing them, I think. Yeah. Okay. Or just guiding her, like writing them. Yeah. Writing the beats, even though yeah, it's not why he done that, but yeah, no, I don't think he did. At all. No, um, another one of the reasons is they released shy album after shy album after yeah. Osborne left. Yeah, there was a, they kept letting people down, and then even their own fans were like, oh, "This is bullshit." Yeah, they also held an audition for a guitarist in the train, um, in a really lame sort of publicity stunt. Yeah. I think it's and, terrible. Um, yeah. And apparently those people had to bring their own riffs and yep. Limp Bizkit get, got to keep them riffs if they were going to be used. Yep. That they made an the album. Thing. They made an album out of the riffs that the guitarist gave them while auditioning to be in uh, Limp Bizkit. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. They all had to sign a uh, waiver saying that they couldn't do Limp Bizkit yeah. covers or any covers. They had to show up with new material, if possible, full songs and um, perform in front of members of the band or their management. And they held them in guitar centers all over America. And they got to keep Bad all of it. News. Mm. Bad news. And I don't think that album, well, presumably that album wasn't particularly good. Who knows? That, song, the, that song, The Truth, was all right. That came out during that period. Mm. Um, look, that was fucking Limp Bizkit. People mm. hate, metalers hate them. People yep. that are not into metal at all hate them because they hate the idea of them. Jock, rock, whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rape music, <laughs> according to a lot of people. <laughs> fucking hell. Like... <laughs> Like they, they ruined uh, they ruined red hats forever until fucking Donald Trump got a hold of them anyway, and yeah. kept kept the, people, the, the trend up. People will associate them with like those disgusting fans and stuff like that. But yeah, that's uh, that's Limp Bizkit. Mm. Um, I'm 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 staying in the same vein. Thing. I'm staying in the same vein in the band you just mentioned. I picked Corn. 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 Yeah. Do people hate Corn? They do. Yeah. Yeah. In particular, metalheads. Um, I think metalheads hate Corn more than they hate Limp Bizkit because Limp Bizkit had at least another genre for people to pick on. So the metalheads and the rappers both picked on on Limp Bizkit, but like the metalheads went after Corn because it was just I I don't know how I feel about Corn. I picked this song "Got the Life" because I really liked the song. Um, song yeah. uh, but I never. I was mad into all that Limp Bizkit and Deftones and all that fucking Linkin Park and I loved all that shit when it was out, you know, because it was kind of new and fresh. And the riffs were great, let's be honest. Yeah, like it was all recorded well, all this type of shit and the riffs were savage and the videos were always cool and you could get their stuff, you know, it wasn't like it was super underground, you could walk into any shop and get it, you know, which was a big deal when you're a young teenager. But Corn never, and never done anything for me and it wasn't because they were too heavy because I was listening to heavier stuff and um, I couldn't, there was something about the way fucking Davy sang, something about that fucking, uh, that fucking, that shy just bothered me, bothered me. Like, it always, like, as I got older, I kind of realized that the kind of, corn were like synonymous with kind of mall core metalheads, you know, like little yeah. hot topic 
um, girls, girls in particular. There was de- I definitely knew fellas that were into corn, but I definitely knew more girls that were into corn. And yeah. I think corn are probably, and there's no, no, nothing wrong with this at all. But corn are almost certainly responsible for a lot of like kind of Depeche Mode got women that are in their thirties now. Most certainly would have been their entryway drug. Um, yeah, goths are into corn actually. Yeah, because they have that. They, they use a lot of electronics exactly in the right, in the right way, but they use it in a dark and creepy. Yeah, way. it's dark music. Everyone's down tuned. It's all rumbling and clunky. Um, yeah, man, that hate it. They hate it. You know, like if you listen to the start of falling away from me, mm. that those kind of notes could be any goth song. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And industrial, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads of that there. It's just the, the kind of the dark imagery, the blathery fucking lyrics. Like a, they're like a metal version of the insane clown posse. They look fucking mad looking as well. The dreadlocks and the fucking yeah. kind of Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, Adidas tracksuits and worn out t-shirts and everybody's playing real low and um, like to the ground as well as tunes. Um, there was just something very peculiar about them. Where they were almost, they were almost. Proggy is the wrong word, but let's say advanced for that style of music. They're also responsible yeah. for for uh, Limpiske, um, if I remember correctly. Um, they met Fred Durst in Florida or something, and he gave them a demo, and they got behind them. And I think they might have paid for the recording of the first album. Uh, so Corn are kind of responsible for uh, Limpiske, but that's mad. Yeah, what I will say, and I have to say this, is that <laughs> for a couple of albums there. They were incredibly good at what they done. That style of music, it was often duplicated, but nobody ever came close to doing no, it's, what yeah, they done. No one really sounds like Korn, even when no. they tried to add kind of like, like the, groove that Korn yeah, had. Yeah, nobody ever like the, came Deftos close. Had, had groove, but they're in a different a different stratosphere of, of yeah. music. Really. Like you had, like, no, no, it's not of music, but it's it's totally different. Like It is. Like you had bands like Cole Chamber and stuff like that tried to have a crack at it. Yes. Um, they, they were trying to mix up kind of weed zombie and corn, and it's never took off. Never took off. Actually, there's, there's a great fucking story about Cold Chamber. Uh, um, Cold Chamber were doing a tour with the Insane Clown Pussy, and um, ICP kicked them off the tour after a couple of gigs because so many people saw Cold Chamber and asked for refunds after the gig. They were like, <laughs> "Get, well, I want my fucking money back!" Like, I'm after sitting through 40 minutes of this absolute garbage, I want my money back. So, yeah. ICP had to kick them off the tour, and uh, Cole Chambers' manager was Sharon Osborne. Oh, they, yeah, that's yeah. right. They uh, they had a big row. The ICP and Sharon Osborne had this massive row where they used to ring into some radio station. Like, both of them would ring yeah. in, and fucking whoever was hosting the radio radio show would have to like kind of uh, be the judge, the adjudicator in this in this thing. And there was a mm-hmm. bet. Um, I think Sharon Osborne bet like fucking fifty grand that they wouldn't that ICP wouldn't sell twenty thousand copies of their next album, which and was a bad bet. Bad bet. I'm pretty sure they fucking they, they, they lashed that over. But whether it was ever finalized, I don't know. But then Sharon Osborne said she was going to sue ICP for breach of contract, and that Cold Chamber were owed uh, it was twelve and a half grand for every wow. gig that they didn't play on this tour until the completion of the tour. Torn into a whole big clusterfuck. But anyway, Corn, listen, they're one of a kind. Yeah. I can't. Why they hate it so much? I don't know. Um, 
I think they might have been just not the easy entry music that people People don't like uh, Jonathan Davis with his are you ready? Mm. That gets the piss taken out of a lot but yeah I agree I, well, yeah. I, I, I'm still a fan of Cork I still like them Yeah I, again I don't hate them There's not, not my favourite band I never understood the hatred and I pro- I'm probably one of them people that gave them a fucking hard slagging like a hard slagging um, on many occasions but <laughs> I don't. I, now I look at it now in the clear, cold light of fucking day. Don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand the hatred. You know, there's definitely other bands that deserve to be fucking yeah. hated. You know, because um, I, I was called to pick someone like Green Day. I was like, you know, uh, like could you be too easy? Too easy. It's Although just, a lot of these are, a lot of these are too easy. Yeah, it? a lot of them are easy. Like someone like Green Day is just low hanging fruit. Like you know what I mean? It really mm. is. And um, there's no point going after them. And I can defend, I can defend Green Day's first couple of albums, and I can't defend the last few of them. You know, the last fifteen, twenty years worth of them, I can't yeah. do that. But I can, I can defend the ones before it. But uh, Green Day done absolutely nothing new, style wise whatsoever. They just made the same music everybody else in 1992 was making, and that's fine. Yeah. But at least Corn, fucking channeled something and bore through with their own fucking their own sound. Um, Who's your next one? My next one is a very obvious one, but I want to get into it real quickly. Also, it felt wrong to lead them off, and that's a Coldplay. Mm. The whole, people hold Kate, cold Kate hate play. People hate Coldplay. And I, uh, I actually hate them. And yeah. I'm used to it, but I do it now. Like, I think I've possibly mentioned it on the podcast before that um, I, I hate everything they've become. I yeah. hate them. I, like when I say I used to like Coldplay, we both liked that first album. Mm, yeah. But what I what I found was we were really just giving it a pass. I think so. Yeah. I don't know whether I liked it, liked it, but like I definitely like. Yeah. I I let it away with it, like. But uh, like people go around wearing t-shirts that say Coldplay are shit. Yeah, that's all the point. That's the that's point? A bit silly. <laughs> I wouldn't like, do it myself. Um, they became too big too quick. So the first yeah. album got too big, and the first album is not particularly bad little album full of singer-songwriter songs turned into a band. It's got yellow and all on it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. I don't care. I like that song. No, I like that song. I can take or leave their second album. I know some people like it. Which was the second album? Is that Parachutes? No, Parachutes is the fourth album. Uh, Is it? second one is something about boards. X, Y, Z or something. Science Clockhead. I don't know yeah. what the fuck that is. Look it so, up now. The, so, the Science of Brains or some something shit. I don't like know. Um, but it's what annoys me and what annoys a lot of people about Coldplay is Chris Martin seemed to be a, like literally trying to mimic Bono. Does it sound just <coughs> by the way? A rush of blood to the head. Yeah, that's whatever. That's and then X, X and, and has, Y is, is deadly. X and Y is actually great. Um, yeah. There is good stuff on X and Y. That's right. Um, I'll still like, like I said take or leave it now the last thing I heard they were doing like dancey songs and they were oh my god cl- clapping their hands together because to be, he wanted to be Bono yeah so bad so he must have got he must have got the Bono talk he must have and, and bought into it yeah. I, I told you about the time I got trapped in someone's basement in Germany and I was made watch the uh, fucking Coldplay live Blu-ray oh god like no. fucking hell lad like three hours I was there three hours Listen, yeah like look I don't want to spend too long on Coldplay, but I had to put them in. I had to mention them because it'd be stupid not to. I don't have any particularly damaging stories about Coldplay, apart from the fact that when he was with Gwyneth Paltrow, he was even a bit of a dick then. 
Yeah, yeah. Seems to have chilled out now. The rest of the band don't ever really seem to get to talk. No, but even the music, like what I've heard from them in the last like five, six years, that doesn't even need a band. It's him and like a piano or a synthesizer and like electronic beats, yeah. you know? It, 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 again, I've, I've a similar argument as to why I fell out of favour with Radiohead, where the music doesn't sound like a band anymore. It just sounds like a load of just nonsense somebody banged together in a studio and he just sang on, sang on it. And I have that problem with Coldplay. Radiohead's defense, radio, or maybe not their defense, they think that the idea of the rock band is dead. Yes. They could go push it further with ideas from all the members still contributing to the the part of the song that is Mm. belonging to them, the bass, Mm. the drums, the lead guitars, stuff like that. So in a way, they drop some guitars, but the rest of it still stands up. But these, everything from his wanting to go straight to arenas to charity work and talking mm. like a dickhead. He mm. wants to, he's wants to be Bono from day one. He bought into that, the reels of Bono chat hard. Yeah, and hard, didn't hard. he, um, didn't they pledge there like eight months ago that they're not going to tour anymore because of the carbon footprint of touring? Yeah, I think they said that. Uh, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you they will. I bet you they will because there ain't no fucking money on selling records because who the fuck buys records anymore? Not people who listen to Coldplay, I'll tell you that much. Unless they were clever enough to jump out before this virus. Mm, maybe. Uh, they can't. They can't not play live. No band can't not play live. They might like, just. <coughs> no, they're just they're they're taking like some time off, but they will come back. I yeah. guarantee you, they will. They will. The only thing you could do realistically is like book a couple of like hundred thousand seater stadiums five times a year in different parts of the world and just try. What and, you're doing is what like, you're doing then is then like you're doing five times the amount of work. Yeah. Then you would normally would have to like them play what and him his his ego playing smaller venues. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, like they're, they're so big now. They're the, one of the biggest bands in the world. I don't. There, like. I never. I'll, until the day I die, I will never understand how they got that big. Like they were because just. They did f- what a lot. They did what a lot of bands do. Start with like some sort of semblance of respect, and then go into. Just, Jesus Christ! I, yeah, like, but the music I changed so much as well. Why they change it to whatever the fuck they wanted to, to or whatever would sell the most yeah, yeah. But, but still be looked at upon by some people as like arty but it's not it's not it's not at all look like I'm he's talk about, yeah, he's one of those uh what's his name chris uh chris martin chris martin he's one of those fucking pricks he was like tell me a nice story type of prick he's like um uh, he wouldn't have anybody saying anything negative about anybody you know what I mean mm. he'd be on fucking Facebook like oh let's not talk about the divorce let's, let's look at this picture of a puppy or whatever like, there's no reality in him whatsoever he's 100% like he's created his own little world and he wants to live in it the only, yeah the only thing I, I think I've liked that he did was his appearance on extras taking the piss out of himself was very funny maybe I always think that he looks like Guy Ritchie as well the director like, yeah, I, a little tiny bit. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I was got him and Guy Ritchie kind of mashed up together in my head. Martin's more a little cheeky chappy kind of. Yeah. But, uh, Richie's, know, Richie's like a real gentleman now, isn't he? It's like suits and canes and all. He's rocking. He's all yeah, fucking he, proper now. He was with, we married to Madonna, remember? Mm. Jamie Mac. But look, and Chris Martin used to go out with the woman who puts uh, sells vaginal eggs and, and, and fanny candles. Yeah. Box smelling candles. Gwyneth Paltrow, who's clearly either lost the plot or is a genius. Uh, probably a bit of both. 
I think she's both. Yeah, you can be a bit of both, can't yeah. you? can be a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. Just golden fucking... But Lula, I also, who's spreading lies and exactly. dangerous. Oh, yeah, nice. dangerous lies. She was selling them like, astronaut patches and all, remember? Um, it's like fucking lumps of tinfoil or something that stuck onto yourself. That, and was she one of the, the fucking uh, something or arsehole people as well? She might have been. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'm not going to get into too much call play. Yeah. Because I want to move off them. Who is your next one? I picked the most hated rapper of all time. Um, I had to, I had to. It's Ja Rule. Yeah, he's he's definitely in the bad books now, lately. Oh, well, yeah, 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 because of the Fire Festival. <laughs> sure, we'll get into that. Now, I had to pick Ja Rule. I fucking hell. I, I'm sweating thinking about him. I think he's the most hated rapper of all time. I think he's more hated than than Vanilla Ice or any kind of gimmicky bullshit. Um, and I think I have a theory as to why he is um, as to why he's hated. When he started off, first of all, I put I put a song up there called "It's Murder." It's Moida, which is like Moida, Moida, um, which is actually a really good song. And this is this is where I turned. This is where I turned on 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 Jarrell. This this song has like fucking uh, Jay Z, DMX. It has a load of fucking people guessing on it, which is probably why it's good. But um, he started off trying to do that whole DMX hardman type of shtick, you know, and yeah. it it just it didn't work. It didn't stick to him at all, and nobody took him seriously. Um, he's kind of weird looking, but I don't think that even mattered. But he tried and he tried and he tried so fucking hard to be this like DMX isn't necessarily like gang affiliated or anything like that DMX is most most certainly he, on, on, he, doesn't, on the, he doesn't need a gang yeah he's hard on his own. yeah but he's most certainly like on the kind of the poppier end of hard hip hop like you know what I mean like he has songs that have crossed over like Jamriel yeah. he he didn't get what he wanted from the style of music he wanted to make so he ended up going down this kind of R&B route that soured yeah. everybody on him. Like he 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 kind of shot himself in the foot because instead of just disappearing into fucking obscurity, which is bound to happen because his kind of hard hitting proper rap music wasn't taken, he decided like every song has to have like female vocal on it. Every song has to have like this real soft like fucking she met me in the morning we went for tea or whatever shy yeah. you know what I mean everything had to be about fucking loving women and fucking you know uh, going to the club and drinking crystal but all had to be done in such a soft R&B approachable manner but even then when you go and look at his top songs you go and look at his top three songs like they're fucking dirt like there's nothing there's nothing in them and I you look at I even think of a Jarrell song like <sighs> Like what's this big one? Let me have a look here. I always now. get mixed up with Nelly. Nelly was straight into pop, and that kind of worked. His big <laughs> song was a. Uh, it's called Always on Time, and even that, like, there's like there's a massive drop off between his top song and his toured song. You know what I mean? He never ever done. He got famous for being a fucking Egypt more than he did for a musician. Um, he started a million beefs where he got fucking wrecked and all of he's them. In a, he's in a beef right now with 50 Cent. Yeah, like, what, boy? I know that, I saw that. Yeah, like, 50 Cent beef with everybody because 50 Cent hasn't fucking, literally hasn't 50 Cent. He hasn't tuppence to rub together right now. So 50 Cent is just trying he's to keep his career alive. Minus, minus huh? 
He's minus a tenner. Yeah, he's exactly. But he's doing everything he can to fucking stay in the public eye. But like fifty, if you pick one, like one of fifty cent singles in the last fucking twenty years, it would have sold a, a, a thousand times more than the best selling fucking Ja Rule song. So. Ja Rule was a fucker for going after people and trying to start these beefs and trying to get his own little squad going. Um, mm. Like he saw like whatever Rough Riders and all, and he started his own little thing. And that went fucking nowhere either. Like it's just, he, he done himself zero favours. Now, I have to give it to him because that first album, even though it didn't take well, is fucking decent. There's some bangers on that first album. And he's guested on songs where... He can do it. He can do it. But he's become a victim of his own non-success. So this is why he's definitely hated. But the reason I picked him as the boy I don't understand why he's so hated is because he absolutely has the ability to do hip-hop correctly. But he keeps stopping himself. Because I think he's after getting to the point now where he's so old, he doesn't understand what people want. So he's stuck in this time loop of like fucking people want this kind of 2003 style kind of R&B Will Smith style shit you know and it's he's gone fucking nowhere with it but every now and again he'll guest on a song and he knock it out of the park if it's like a proper heavy hitting hard fucking banger of a track and you're like fuck this is where Jarrell should live because his first album is like this but for some reason someone talked him into it or he talked himself into it and they just change everything up but like it's still deep in his in Jarrell's soul there's there's a spark there that maybe could re, could be re fucking ignited, but after that fire festival thing, I don't think he's ever coming back. Like, so he was like the face of this fire yes. festival. For anyone who doesn't know what happened there, yeah, watch the documentary Fire on Amazon. Is it? I think it's on Netflix as well. Um, he's been in prison a few times. Charlie. He's been in prison a few times. He only got out of prison a while ago. Uh, yes, yeah, so the fire festival was the thing organised by this millionaire kid who wanted to uh, rent a private island to put on this big joint gig, and it was meant to be Ja Rule and Blink One Eighty Two and you know a hundred other bands, and uh, the whole thing just disintegrates. And it's fucking watch the documentary. It's a fucking fabulous disaster. A fucking fabulous disaster. Like all these bad for indulging in. Schindenfreude or however you pronounce the German uh, the word for taking a little bit of pleasure in other people's misfortune yes yes like it's it's it so though. grim but your man the main guy behind it like it's, to be honest it seemed like Jarrell was just being used as the face of it it was and he yeah. knew it yeah like it's not it's the, 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 the festival's issues were not his problem like you could see him try, like every now and again he'd show up and they'd tell him what's going on and he'd be like, oh, no, it's grand. You know, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. I'll get out there and I'll just rock the mic for like 18 hours and everybody, everybody would be happy. And they were waiting on that. And the thing was a disaster. Everybody was promised like five-star meals and they got like cheese sandwiches and they had, were in tents that were flooded and oh, full of crabs. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a beautiful disaster. <laughs> a fucking beautiful disaster. And, like, and it's even got fucking blokes sucking fellas' dicks and everything in it. It's fuck everything. You name it. Yeah. You across the board, it hit it, it checks every fucking box you want ever want to check from a documentary. It's fucking it's, fabulous. It's it's hard to know how involved he was with that fire festival because there is lots of lawsuits against him, and I don't know how he's going to get on. But who knows? Who I mean, he could just you start doing fucking, tours, fucking, talking about he, it. He was still pushing it when he knew it was shit. So fuck him. Oh yeah, he absolutely knew it was a disaster. Like his whole yeah. thing was that he, he, I think he had put some money into it as well to get it. He, get was, the ball an, he was an investor and he was yeah. a partner. In it. Yeah, 
yeah, most certainly. But I think all the, the moves that fucked everything up, that he would have just left up to other people are what fucked that thing over, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're investing in a festival and you turn around to, like, the main guy whose festival, whose idea it was, and you say, yeah, man, like, whatever you need, like, you want me to do all these videos, and, yeah, no problem, I'll show up, and, you know, here's a, here's a million dollars, and I, I need one and a half back at the end of it, plus my fee and my hotel and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to leave the details up to the person who's organizing the festival. Um, and you're going to go into troubleshooting mode, of course. Yeah, the you. fact that they were, they were partying so hard on borrowed money. Yes. Before they even had it. And he was part of that as well. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, Fuck all these lads. Exactly. I, but I, never, I never liked Jarrell anyway. So no. Exactly. Yeah, for full on fuck him. But I just, like I said, I think there's a spark in him um, that he he misjudged. He missed his mark. And he definitely could have been as big as, as anyone else. But he, he fucked himself. He shot himself. And he mm. continues to make this shitty fucking club music from the mid-2000s. So. Uh, who is your last one? Creed. Everyone hates Creed. Everyone my hates friend will be the girl. My sacrifice. Singing like Eddie Vedder in a kind of band that are supposed to be a rock band, but seem seem to only really have ballads coming out. I know. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure there's people who will tell me, oh man, go back and listen to Creed's first oh, stuff. No. Or else the album has loads of, don't listen to the singles. I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. No, I'm not, absolutely not. Do you remember they, uh, yeah. they got real big and then told everybody they were like Christians? They kind of waited yes. until they were big and then ratted yes. themselves out. And it then did, like, yeah. yeah, within two years, they were gone. Yeah, and he's mad. Like he's proper on drinking drugs now, that lad. He's fucked. Is, didn't he, he's, was it him yeah. or the rest of them that formed Alter Bridge? No, it's Mark Tremonti, who's yeah. an amazing guitarist. Yeah, he doesn't, really doesn't particularly like right stuff that I like. Yeah. Tremonti's an amazing guitar player, and he started Alderbridge yeah. with uh, your man. No, they were heavier. Man, Miles Kennedy from uh, like the, the band with Slash. That's Slash right. Kennedy, That's right. Yeah, Miles Kennedy. Uh, uh, like, they are a bit heavier in the sense yeah. that... Uh, well, I see. I don't really know much more about Creed's other stuff because I'm not. I'm sure there's a few songs where they go, "No, we should do one. We put the distortion pedal on yes. the switch off the chorus pedal and turn on the distortion pedal." Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, Mister Fucking Scott, stop fucking. Yeah, let's go, Christian. He's a weird looking fucker, man. The size of his jaw mm-hmm. and face, and just like, I want to. Is he that? I think he's got bipolar. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And yeah. He had a psychotic breakdown a few years ago, mm. um, and he—I think he's completely broke as far as I know. I could be wrong. He doesn't do anything anymore. I don't think does he? he I don't know. He said he said that he had a proper breakdown. And he thought all of his money was stolen on him and given to ISIS. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like he has a great voice, but if he automatically went in, like you know, in terms of like what notes he can hit, but I don't mm. like his voice. But he did have a dr- drink and drug absolute fucking meltdown. But um, that's that Christian thing is one of the things that turned everyone against Creed. Yeah, but it was also around the same time as like Jesus. When was my sacrifice? Who? Or when arms wide open and all that stuff that was coming out at the same time was quite heavy. Stuff, yeah, 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 just before new metal. <laughs> what was his name? Scott Stapp, his name was, yeah, the singer, yeah. Um, yeah, he's released. So, I'm just looking at here now. That, that's that's that was breaking at the same time as new metal Creed were. Oh, it would have been, been, yeah, 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 yeah. mid uh, mid late 90s, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it here now. Like, no, like, I think that's honestly, I think that Creed were 
Yeah, 99, I'd say, onwards. But that My Sacrifice song was the first, and When Arms Would Open was the first ones I heard. Or I was like, fuck, they're shit. Mm. Like, that is, do you know what that is? That's pop ballads written with, like, with, with, but they're all wearing, like, mm. rock clothes. But they all look like they were dressed in a Tony Hawk's fucking, like, screen yeah. select simulation. And, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading about it here, uh, about the, the singer going mad. It's, it's not good. Tried to kill himself a few times. He has a big yeah. piss head. Um, oh yeah, that's right. There's another fucking callback. There's a video. There's a sex video of him and Kid Rock with four women doing the rounds, and him and Kid Rock had to pay someone off like millions of dollars to get the video deleted. No way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so loud of these hated cunts are all fucking in it together. Um, yeah, he's committing oh, suicide. Was, was, oh, do you know what it was? There was a senator involved in that as well. Was there? There you go. Yeah, and that's where they got. That's where they got shut down. Otherwise, they would not have been able to pay enough money to get that shut down. Um, yeah, he put out one album last year. Um, he released solo albums every now and again, but he's he's on and off the fucking. Uh, that's mad that we linked those two acts together. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. There's a circle of fucking hatred here. A circle. Yeah, of they hatred. had a they had a sex tape in '99. Holy shit, man! When was Creed? Creed were only. They started formed in '94. I think that would have been big in '99. I think that my sacrifice song came out in the early 2000s, but that was like that. That was that big yeah. song. That's that's the beginning of troops troops metal. Creed. Oh, it definitely is. It yeah. definitely is. That's and the birth of troops metal. Like, like when people used to ask for Creed when I was DJing, like the shit. Like, I can't no, say it what now. do you even do? I like, can't say it now. But the stuff I used to say to them back then. Was is that uh, an elaborate no? Yeah, a big no, a big um, L no. Absolutely. Yeah. What the fuck do you want me to play a ballad with people like basically a big a big masturbating song? That's, That's all it was. pretty much all it is a big fucking love maker, big, big love maker. Yeah, with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's garbage, but they were so big, like they were so big. They were big, because they were big with people that went, like, used it as, a, as an excuse to go, I'm a rocker now. Yes, 100%. I wear the big, I wear the big chains over black tight t-shirts. Yes, the Bilko jeans brigade. Like. Bilko jeans, well, probably actual black cowboy boots. Possibly, probably, yeah. Or new rocks. Yeah, we're going to see Creed, and the, the light show was just amazing. Like, what the songs did the they play? The, that, the light show, like, the light show was so it's good. the band that Mia and a girl who's not into rock can be into together. 100%. 100%. Like, chances are, like, you could you could probably go to a Creed gig and enjoy yourself just because it's mindless garbage. Like, it's fine. There's lots of lighters being held and oh. girls on the backs of their oh. fellow shoulders. Yeah. Or vice versa. Wouldn't recommend that. That's it. Places. Daisy Duke wearing fucking young ones sitting on their, their fella wearing a white <laughs> t-shirt and a big chain and a fucking cap and sunglasses indoors fucking yeah. on his shoulders with her hands in the air. Wow. Wow. Look, there, there's the deal with Creed. He went mental. Alderbridge marched from Anti Star at Alderbridge, and uh, no one cares about. No, Alderbridge are still fucking probably a pretty big band. Uh, absolutely not my kind of thing at all. That is no. that's music for very very young rockers. Not into it. Who's uh, who's your last one? My last one is the ultimate, the ultimate one, and uh, of, of hatreds. It's it's the one that jumps into everybody's mind the second you talk about it. And yeah, I have to say, I I think of this. I figured out the reason, right? So the yeah. band are Nickelback, obviously. It's, it is the ultimate one for this. The Save ultimate, the, best last. the ultimate band. Now, 
what I done was I went deep. I went fucking deep. <laughs> I, honest to God, I strapped a whole other dick onto my dick and I went deep. And I, I listened to fucking loads, right? I went through every album from the beginning up to the new ones. And I... They had a, they had a bit of a banger a few years ago, actually. Yeah, uh, they did, feed, yeah. Feed the, feed the Machine. Yeah, Three Feed the Machine, yeah. They have a song. Uh, fucking hell, I can't remember what it's called. They have this song about riding that's horrific. Like, a horror show of a song. And I was going to put it on just to have something to talk about. And uh, I looked it up on the internet and I was like, these cunts nearly, came, they nearly went down over the song. Like, like this, this nearly ended them. And it's all like, I like, the, I like it when your knees are dirty and there's powder on your nose, you know. I like the way you piss your cacks and all, all this, like, fucking horrific shit about women. Like, horrific, horrific lyrics about women in this song. And uh, I was going to use that one. I was like, no, I can't, I can't. I'm going to pick another one. So I found this song. It's called Million Miles an Hour. And it's a little hit, man. It's a little fucking banger of a song. The riff is fucking outrageous. Um, it sounds like a Nine Inch Nails riff or something. It's fucking deadly. But <laughs> the music's not that bad. I yeah. don't really. The only thing I hated, like I, I people hated them before that Rockstar song. But that Rockstar song can literally die. In a can die. Time. Well, here's my theory. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my theory, right? I'm gonna t- I'm, and I don't think it's even a theory. I think it might even be a fact, right? Because Nickelback themselves are essentially just Bush too, right? It's just the it sounds like Bush. Um, they're Canadian, whatever. But I'm gonna. <laughs> People hate Nickelback because of the singer's face. He has an annoying face. His fucking haircut and his stupid his little, little beard hair. and his little hamster fucking features. And I think the minute you see his fucking wretched rodent face, you go, absolutely not. A bit like Bono, but even more so. It's that poodle-headed shit. And him yeah. fucking giving it fucking giving it the lemons, and it's got this kind of shit kicker country style to it, even though they're Canadian. Now I know there's cowboys in Canada, but like for fuck's sake, man! Like, yeah, but uh, your man Chad Kruger, Kroger, uh, yeah, like Kroger, Kroger, uh, born his, in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, Alberta, yeah. Canada. I suppose would actually be touching the fucking. It's definitely, that. definitely Western, you know. Um, but yeah. you don't expect that from fucking. From, from Canadians. You expect that in like Texas and Albuquerque or whatever, Tennessee, whatever. But you don't expect that from Canadians. And the fact that they had this kind of dusty fucking stage type of fucking, you know, creaky wooden floorboard stage. That's all what I think of when I think of Nickelback. I think of them playing at some shit kicker bar on like walking the planks of the shitty stage and dust getting fucking flown up in the air and then with their fucking guitars strumming out some garbage and people throwing bottles of fucking Budweiser at them. Like I remember, all like, huh? I remember they had um the the hate the, the hate really started for them on the the album after the how you remind me. Mm. So what's that silver side up or something like that? Um I'll tell you now. Um now I think there was a bit a silver side up, yeah. In two thousand one. Um, so they had an album after that. Oh after that. that. That where they literally recreated that song, Hey, you remind me. It's called The Long Road. Yeah. Now, there, there is, if you're bored on the internet, you can go to YouTube and put in Nickelback Comparison. And there's a bunch of videos. And there's one in particular where I think they take four or five songs and they play them all at the same time. Yeah. And they all have the same formula. It used to be a foil with Hey, you remind me and Someday put on top of each other. And it, the foil was called Nickelback sucks. Mp3. Yes, 
Yes. And you can actually find a YouTube video of Nickelback Sucks. Yeah. And it was, not like you to say sorry someday. someday. Yeah. It's the same song. Exactly. There's another one where they learn on that. So you want to be a rock star or whatever the fuck it is. They learn that on top. They, ha- they definitely have a formula um, and it hurts. It hurts them. But do they deserve the hate? No, they're just yeah. a fucking rock just band. For rock, just for that rock star. Yeah. So. But they're just a fucking so rock band. I just want to be a big rock star. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Listen, look, there's, ter- there's clearly people in that band that love writing a big, dirty riff. Yeah, they're fucking very good at writing riffs. Like, listen to that that Million Miles an Hour or whatever song. The riff in that song is outrageous. It's fucking stonking, like no, just give it ten seconds, like you don't wait. Once he starts singing, turn off. But like, listen to that riff. That riff is a fucking banger of a little riff. Like that's a very respectable fucking, and it's very heavy, um, respectable fucking heavy riff for a band. But at the end of the day, they're just a fucking rock band. Like I do think they, I do think they took like so much more heat than they deserved. But exactly. I'm I'm not saying they don't deserve heat. Yeah. The levels. That level, that's world ratio. class. Yeah. The ratio is way off with Nickelback. World class heat they took. Coming yeah. up coming up hot behind them now will be someone like Volby for me. Like oh, I'd rather listen to Nickelback all day than Volby. Yeah, I honest to God would rather listen to Nickelback than Volby. Volby are poison. Definitely. Poison. I'd rather listen to three Nickelback albums back to back than one, one Volby song. Yeah, it's torture. Volby. Yeah, I can't. They I can't. I, I, do you know what? Even if them lads were sound, if I met them, I'd still hit them. That's they how bad. Like, even I bet you they're sound. I don't, I don't think oh, after your man walked off stage there a few weeks ago. Just it wasn't weeks. Was that was months? Whatever. But in, in the before <laughs> time doesn't matter anymore. In the land before, <laughs> yeah, in the time before, in the yeah. old, in the old now, yeah, it's like two gigs in a row. In Dublin and Belfast walked off stage, didn't he? Yes. Um, <laughs> He walked off stage in the middle of the song because he couldn't get the sound right. I'm like, yeah, he couldn't hear himself. He's like, mate, just yeah. fucking play, you prick. You have a guitar. What? It's not working. I'm sorry. Because aren't they Swedish or something? They are Danish. Danish, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it's not working. Well, you just turn your amp up, like you prick. You know what I mean? Shout with the engineer, more vocals here. It's a rock and roll show, you prick. You see, they don't get enough heat. They get no heat at all. No heat. Well be. I don't understand that. And Nickelback get it. too much. Like, there's no way they should be getting the fucking heat they get. They no. had. <clears throat> I still like that song, Here You Remind Me. I don't care. I like it. I like it. It's a good song. No, How You Remind Me. Oh, like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like It's just a well written fucking. It's mad catchy. There's nothing wrong with catchy. Catchy's, catchy's good. Catchy's now, very I good. Fucking, like, I wouldn't go out and buy it. No. A vinyl or anything. Like, I wouldn't. Just, but. It became a thing to hate. It became exactly. a popular thing to hate. It was a cultural movement to hate Nickelback. It was. Like, there was yeah. no escape from the hatred of Nickelback. I can only imagine what it was like to be a Nickelback fan, you know, years ago. I like, know a couple of people who were into them. Like, I know people who were, who were, who were like, they were like, oh no, I kind of liked them, but no one who was out and out. Like, anybody who was out and out was hiding, like Anne Frank. They were just, no, I, can't. I know, I know uh, a girl who was mad into Nickelback. Really? Um, like, when that. How your mummy song came out. She went like there's only one album before that I think, possibly I maybe. And, uh, like then all of a sudden, like this was like Jesus, they're all right. Like, and then uh, the pure hatred. Just yeah, like, you couldn't you couldn't even say I liked them. But, but then again, could you be asked? Could you be asked even liking them either? Yeah, exactly. Could you be asked defending them <laughs> or liking them? This is the yeah, problem. Or liking them? Yeah. Could you be asked being divisive about it? Like, look, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, listen, that's it. 
Um, that's it. That's fucking it. It's Nickelback. It's fucking mic drop. Like, fucking Nickelback drop. Um, that's it for this week. We'll be back again in a week. Uh, yes, you can uh, yeah, podcast next week and radio show every Saturday um, on Mixler at 9 p.m. GMT, Irish time, slash English time. But we, we like saying Irish time. Um, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash last hour podcast and you can get us on patreon.com forward slash patreon.com forward slash last hour podcast if you want to throw us five dollars a month there's no way of sending it to euros i'm sorry i hate saying five dollars a month it bothers me but i can't send it to euros it's an american website i'm sorry it could be worse you could be calling them dollars when you meant euros like some people or if people uh, just throw me a few bucks mm. sorry excuse me. I'll throw you a few bucks yeah ask your mom well, back to you. Anybody calls their mother their mom, I fucking give them the back of the hand. No, no. Back of the hand. Man, woman, or child, wabomp is what they get. Mom. Just jump onto the sidewalk there. The pot. Not even the, the fucking pot. The pot. The pot. You're on the pot, you. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll be back again in a week's time. Uh, thank you very much, and we shall talk to you then.